Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in downtown Rome, Georgia, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. I'm Carly Parker with the Rome Floyd Chamber. And today on our podcast, we have Gregory Witten with Communities and Schools of Rome Floyd County, Sam Talley with Talley Insurance Services, and Brian McFall with Gammon McFall Villarreal Law Firm. Hello, everybody. Good morning. How, how Good are we morning. doing? Good. Um, are we excited to be here? Are we fired up? We're fired Very much so. Fired up. Is it, you know, I tell people we go about 30 minutes unless y'all are really boring, and then we're going to dump out at 10. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're probably going to go long today. Anyway, I'm teasing. Well, thank you so much for being here. We do appreciate it. It's an interesting group, and we've uh, certainly covered college football before we got started here. Now let's talk business, <laughs> since that's what we're here to talk about. Um, uh, let, so, gentlemen, let's just, I guess we'll start with you, Brad, at your law firm. Tell us a little bit about um, maybe y'all's area of expertise Uh and it's Brad McFall. Take it away. Uh, thank you, Roger. So uh, I work at the firm, Gammon, McFall, and Villarreal in Cedartown. I came to Cedartown 30 years ago. I just celebrated my 30th year of law practice. Well, congratulations. Uh, that <laughs> results in gray hair and bags under my eyes, which I call wisdom sprouts. <laughs> when I came to Cedartown 30 years ago, my law firm was Gammon and Anderson. And the original founders were Wayne Gammon and Joe Anderson. It is the longest established law firm in Polk County. It was established in 1970. When I came, Wayne and Joe were still actively practicing. uh, And Wayne's son, Wright Gammon, had already joined the firm. So there were four of us at that time. Over the passage of time, both Wayne and Joe retired, and they have both passed on. And the firm is now comprised of Wright Gammon, myself, Brian Villarell, who is originally from Louisiana. And uh, with the passage of time, we now have added Wright's son, Wayne Gammon, who went to high school with a couple of the people here seated at the table. People (laughs) ask me... Time marches on, doesn't it? Time seems (laughs) to have marched on. People ask me, what type of uh, law do we practice? And I tell people generally, when you're in a small town, you see all comers. So I call what I do threshold law. If it comes across the threshold, our law firm can handle it. And we can handle it well. Okay, just to clarify, uh, I'm not being billed for this, am I? Uh, unless you would like me to bill you. I'd be happy to do so. And you also have an office in Rome, right? Yeah, so the office in Cedartown is our primary office. We opened up a Rome satellite office probably about 10, 12 years ago here on Broad Street, uh, Caddy Corner to Swift and Finch. And within the past six months, we've also opened up an office in Cartersville, so we are in three different locations, primarily, however, in Cedartown. But we will meet you in Cartersville or Rome uh, at, upon appointment. It is interesting that when people give directions to their location in Rome, they always mention a restaurant or, you know. A, <laughs> right. Because- right. Well, you're likely to go get coffee more often than you are to see a lawyer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, that's true. Um, hello, Sam Talley. Hello. Good morning. A small town here. Tell your dad I said Absolutely. hello. <laughs> Absolutely. Will. Uh, so, so tell us about uh, Talley Insurance. So Talley Insurance is a locally family-owned independent insurance agency. Uh, we've been around roughly 40 years, um, and uh, thanks to my father and the hard work he's put in over the years. Um, just a little brief about uh, the tallies and insurance. Uh, I will be third insurance, um, or third year, or third generation in insurance, uh, starting with my grandfather and then proceeding to my father, and then my brother and I uh, will then then be at the third generation. So um, 
We specialize in in an array of insurance needs from personal to commercial life um, and some some, uh, health benefits there. So um, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, finished college and decided, hey, what am I going to do? And I'd been licensed for years. Um, At the age of 18, I got my license. And then from there, I wasn't in uh, so much agriculture. I was in agricultural business as my major. And then from there, proceeded to go and uh, get that license and then come back and do so. But a little bit more about tally insurance. Um, Like I said, locally owned, family owned. Um, I like your slogan. Can you tell yeah, everyone so about it? <laughs> everyone knows the slogan. You'll see billboards around. Uh, it's one of those things. Don't dally, call tally. Um, and we're sure to help in any way we can. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's interesting. When, you, when you've got a family name on a business, you were talking about trying to chart your path out of college. Did it just kind of call to you? It, it didn't so much call out at first. Um, and I didn't really have that uh, desire to be in insurance. But then I saw the value in building on what was already built continuing that legacy and to, um, to come back and support Roman in that way. So, uh, okay, great. Well, let's, let's, uh, we'll circle back around. Let's, uh, check in with Gregory Wooten. Hi, Gregory. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Um, tell us you're, you're the nonprofit at the table. Yes. Um, yes. uh, so tell us about, uh, your organization. Okay. We are communities and schools in Roman Floyd County. It's better known as CIS. Uh, here locally, we've been around almost 40 years. So in 2024, a nonprofit would be here almost four decades. And so um, we are a national program, actually, been around since the 70s. And also we have a statewide office in Atlanta. So at every level, we're working to help students uh, do better in school. And so our mission is to surround students with a community of support to empower them to stay in school and achieve in life. And so that means a lot of things, right? But for the most part, what we're looking at is helping students in two main areas, um, promotion rates and graduation rates. So we work with the local schools in those main areas. Okay, you say you're a nonprofit. Are you like an independent nonprofit or are you you funded by the state somehow or both? both. Okay. Yes, we are an independent nonprofit, but we do get some funding from our statewide office. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, other, funding, other funding sources come from grants that I try to find and also donations, fundraising, things of that nature. Okay. Yeah. So, so I would imagine money's a constant battle. It, always, <laughs> always from year to year. It really is. Uh, okay. So. Well, and you give out scholarships, right? We do. We do. We give out give out some scholarships, and also we make some small grants available to educators as well. So you're trying to help kids that might be in harm's way of, of, of truancy or not finishing, dropping out? Definitely. Our main indicators we're looking at are academics, attendance, and discipline. Because we feel like if a student is on par in those three areas, they'll be more successful in school. And so we kind of have two levels of support that we help schools with. We do um, case management services and also school-wide services. So we have two site coordinators, one at Rome Middle School and one at the Phoenix Performance Learning Center. And so they have a caseload of students they work with because they find that students who are slacking off in one of those areas I just talked about, they're more at risk of dropping out um, later in school. Yeah, what are the critical ages? Um, Middle school. Middle school. Middle school. Yeah, that's that's that critical time we're really trying to target students at. Because uh, I, I guess that's where habits are being formed. Yes, or, yes. And also you got developmental changes going on. And so school is not always the primary, you know, thing in their lives. And so we want to catch them and make sure they stay on track, definitely. Okay. Um, well, one of the things I, I like uh, chatting about on the show as we, as we, you know, share our stories is it's interesting how 
Uh, and Sam, you may not be able to offer much perspective on this since you're kind of kind of a young buck here at the table. Some people know exactly what they want to do in life from the time they're 14, 15, 16, uh, but some bounce from career to career. So like Brad, was the law always something that just it pulled you um, or did you consider other things? Did you just always want to be a lawyer and I'm a lawyer and that's it? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I, I I went to Clemson, as we talked about before. Yeah, yeah. On purpose? <laughs> on purpose. We are national champions, after all. Well, not currently, but yes. <laughs> and, and I guess as I was completing my, my third year or my, my fourth year of college, I, you know, like most college kids, had no idea what I wanted to do. Oh, really? Okay. And so I decided to take the LSAT. At that time, I took it at Furman University and um, uh, was accepted to Mercer Law School in Macon, and that's where I went for three years. So I definitely did not come out of college knowing for sure that I wanted to be a lawyer, did not have lawyers in my background, did not have any other lawyers in the family, but knew I wanted to pursue my education after college. And the law seemed like a good option for me because my mother always told me that I was a great arguer. <laughs> Is that what your wife says too? Uh, she says a lot of other things. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Gregory, what what about you? What What was your... You know, what did you want to do and have you bounced around or did you? Yeah, much like other people, I think my first career goal was to be an underwater welder. Really? Yeah, yeah, that was my first thing. Then I moved to wanting to be a real estate agent. Then I wanted to be a physical therapist. And so really that's what I kind of landed on um, in high school and then moved to college to kind of stay in that um, area. So my bachelor's in healthcare administration. So I still want to kind of stay in that area, but... I started working on a nonprofit um, right after high school and just kind of got a love for that. And so it looks like kind of made me want to stay with a nonprofit because of the work that they do. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and Sam, you were kind of, it was the family business. Absolutely. And it's one of those things you talk about insurance in general. I don't know if I've ever met someone in insurance that says, I wanted to be in insurance. <laughs> you know, they were either in banking or maybe they were a lawyer at one point or, you know, had specialized in a certain area and could come back and bring value to somewhere and said, Hey, I could fall into that. But it being a family business and having the ability to perpetuate that and build something, you know, that's going to be here for the long run. Um, it was too good of an opportunity to pass up on. And it means so much more when your name's on the, you know, on the door. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you're representing more than just yourself. You're representing. Absolutely. So, so tell me a little bit about being an independent agent. What does that mean to a customer? Because you know, it's not Absolutely. one of these big brands that advertise nationally at the Super Bowl. What, what does it mean to be an independent agent? It's the simplest choice. Um, You've got an array of companies that you represent, and so you give your consumer or your clients choices. You know, you're not stuck to one company, um, and that's such a great benefit of the independent agency. Um, and we do, and, and depending on what the risk may be, if you're on commercial side or if it's the personal side, there's going to be a choice. Now, you don't have one company and one product, so that's what sets us apart from, you know, some of those ones you see online. And the on commercial TV. side of it, it's kind of newer, right? For our agency? Yes. Absolutely. So that's something that's in the process that we're working on on growing. Um, predominantly, we've been a personal lines agency, so helping with your home and auto insurance needs. Um, but that's where I've come back into place, and my younger brother, Jack, um, are looking to grow on that side because it is independent agencies write 80% of commercial business in the country, whereas you know your, what we call captive agencies, you may see a state farm or an all-state or um, whichever one it may be, writes 80% of personal lines. So we've done a great job on the personal line side, um, but we're looking to expand on that commercial side and grow 
um, and to service those clients here and in Rome and across you know the Northwest Georgia area. So is this how you feel like you've like put your name on the stake? Like absolutely. Yeah. So it does. It gives you that little separation, saying, "Hey, maybe this is you know I didn't start this, but I get to." you know, begin a new chapter here for the agency and that being the commercial side. So absolutely. What are, well, uh, I get, I'll go to you here, uh, Brad, with this one. So part of, you know, being on the chamber podcast here, we talk business, you practice law, but you're a business. You know, right. There's, there's just talk a little bit about the entrepreneurial side of, of running a business. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned y'all have X number of attorneys. So it's a, it's a smaller firm. It's not a, you know, there's not one of these 500 a lawyer firms that's charging, you know, two grand an hour or whatever. Y'all, y'all take care of uh, our community. Um, so just tell us a little bit about what it's like to run the business side of things. It's interesting you ask that because when I came to the law firm initially, all I knew was every two weeks I got a paycheck. Right. Um, and I was just, happy to get that. Magically. <laughs> yeah, it just magically appeared. And then as, as I became a partner and, and life uh, progressed, it, it became clear that you know, we have a staff of uh, a total of 10 of us. Yeah. And so uh, you have to consider uh, the, the the taxable side of the business. You have to consider uh, the payroll uh, raises. You have to consider the numerous people who, who come to you almost daily seeking donations, uh, nonprofits. I mean, uh, I would imagine a lot of Gregory's uh, contributions come from small businesses who Definitely. contribute uh, and law firms. So we get a lot of uh, applications and requests for funding opportunities um, so there is a definite uh, outside of just practicing law and representing clients that the business side of it to make sure, uh, you know, that the bills are paid, that the insurance is up to date, uh, as Sam talked about, um, it is, it is part and parcel of being an owner of a small firm and a small business. Yeah. Did you ever consider going somewhere else way back when, um, well, to be honest with you, when I first took the job, uh, I wasn't sure how long I would stay in Northwest Georgia or Cedartown because, let's face it, it's a small town. I'm not from here. I'm originally from South Carolina. I wasn't sure how I would like the area, if I would like the area, if I would be accepted in the area and, um, you know, considered uh, on a couple occasions possibly relocating. But it just became clear to me that there was um, – I had a very great – group of people in that office when I came. They were very good mentors. They had built up a fantastic practice and it just made sense for me to stay. Yeah. Gregory, Gregory, what are the, what are the headaches with a nonprofit uh, trying to manage the money? You're, you're, you've got your mission, Mm -hmm. which is the kids, but you got to keep your lights on too. Exactly. Exactly. So funding is always a concern from year to year as well. Um, Also working with community partners, um, make sure we're responding to the needs of the community is another one. So um, I'll definitely say funding is number one. So what, so what is your title? Executive director. Okay. So right. all the buck stops with you. Yes. All yes. the headaches. So how much of your time literally is, is spent? How would you say I spend 50% on the mission and 50% trying to keep us the doors open or is it 90, 10 or uh, about 60, 40 yeah. keeping the doors open. Yeah. And much like these gentlemen, we're a small office as well. Um, it's myself as director and my two site coordinators. So we only have three employees. Um, we do have a board of directors. Okay. Yeah, of course. And so about 12 board of directors um, that govern us. So we're small as well, you know, and I just appreciate, I'm going to give a tally <laughs> a plug here. I appreciate um, Mr. Jim for always working with us on our insurance because again, funding is an issue. And so he tries to find us the best rate for what we need for our insurance. And so having that 
that small town touch, that personal feel that Tally gives us, um, I really appreciate that. So y'all did not dally. No, we didn't dally. No, went straight to tally. <laughs> um, I have a question about like the scholarship. So sure. you're in. I don't know, like, how do you divide that up? Do you divide it up per school, like per yeah. how many people are at the school? Yeah. Now, that wasn't us. We were just, um, we were a judge for the student who's interviewed. Um, what you're talking about is the REACH scholarship. Okay. Okay, and that is through Rome City Schools. And so they identify middle school students who are on track to go to college. And so I think they're going to have four REACH scholars this year. And so those four REACH scholars will have $10,000 of scholarship money waiting on them when they graduate high school. So we were just a partner in that with them, but it wasn't us technically. No. Okay. And so, so how does it work when do the teachers get involved or your, your other staff, how do you determine a child at risk so you guys can intervene and, and right. start mentoring and doing Great what you question. do? Great question. So what we look at, we look at a child's previous year's progress. Okay, so again, their grades, attendance, and discipline. So whatever their previous year's um, marks told us in those three areas, that's how we determine if we need to work with them. Also, um, they could be referred to us by a parent by a teacher or by a, client or a counselor as well. And so it can happen in several different ways, but those are the major ways that we get a student on our caseload, and that's how we work with them in the beginning. Okay. Um, also, we do school-wide services as well. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Cartbar Challenge that we had last year, um, but the Cartbar Challenge was an event that really emphasized the STEAM concept that the schools are doing, the science, technology, technology internet, right. all that kind of stuff. Right. And so we sponsored this huge uh, competitive event for students, uh, grades one through grade 12. And so they got to make recyclable materials um, into great creations. So we had three categories, games, arcade, and transportation. And so um, you guys have to go to our website and look at the Eiffel Tower because Rome High School made this huge uh, uh, creation out of cardboard it was the exact replica of the Eiffel Tower. Oh. And so they won first place in the whole competition. They, they won best in show. And some of the elementary school kids, they did, did some great creations as well, you know, like the Harry Potter bus and like a locomotive and things like that. So um, those are some of the things we do for the schools and in conjunction with the schools to try to help them do what they're doing um, in the classroom. I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, Sam, we were we were chatting about the, the business side of things. Are you involved in that heavily yet or is that? I wouldn't say heavily at this point, um, but I'm aware, and yeah. I am in the discussions of the business and how it's run. There's a you know a distinction between working in the business and on the business, um, and and finding time to do that um, is sometimes challenging as you're trying to make a name for yourself um, and build a book of business and servicing clients. But there is a time where we you know step aside and say, hey, here's how we're working on the business to grow it, um, and the world we live in, man, technology, you know. People wanting stuff at you know the, instantly at the, your fingertips, um, and so we're having to adjust the agency in a way that we can get the information to our clients in a quick and easy and effective way. Um, but it is we do uh, work together as as a family uh, on the business, and like I said, how to grow that and expand and elaborate on that more. Um, it is. It's, 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 it sounds like everyone gets along then. Everyone, and it's, hey, that's the number <laughs> that's one a, question. That's hard about family our family business. business. Exactly. Are y'all butting heads? And no, we, you know, it's one of those things we've got a great relationship amongst us. Um, and we've never had issues. It's been great so far. Uh, I don't believe that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, 
what is your you, you said you're trying to grow the commercial side Correct. but do y'all have an area of expertise or is it just your your area of expertise is being community-based family run so that you connect with your customers that, that's it that's our big thing it's local family owned you know um we don't have as much of that anymore in rome we've had a, a lot of the agencies be acquired by you know large firms you know publicly traded entities that uh you lose a little bit of that touch when you, you know, that's a selling point for most independent agencies. If you are that, if you're local and you're family owned, that's a, that's a point because it, it builds that relationship. It, it feels sincere. One of the other things I like to touch on is because businesses have to get the word out about themselves. And sometimes it's word of mouth or sometimes you like, Brad, what do you, do you guys advertise? Do you do social media? Do you do newspapers, billboards, or podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, interesting you ask, you know, we talked about the way that, that business has evolved over the years and, and how you communicate with potential customers or clients. We don't do any advertising outside of word of mouth. Uh, you know, we used to have Yellow Page ads back in the day when Yellow Pages were a thing. Yeah, Yellow Pages was a book, Carly. Yeah, Sam, Carly, it was this big book of businesses and you could you could flip through uh, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. you actually flip through pages and look things up. <laughs> they, depending upon the size of the town, they were they were thin or thick. <laughs> but we have uh, we have an IT group who helps host our website. Uh, we have a, a great website. We also um, do have a firm Facebook page, uh, uh, Gammon McFall Villarreal, GMV Law Firm. We Our website is gmvlawfirm.com. So you can find us there. And, and of course, a lot of people, myself included, and probably everybody at this table reads reviews. And um, I think that there are just a tremendous number of positive reviews about my law firm and each lawyer in the law firm in general, uh, particularly on Google. Um, so that's pretty much how we advertise. We don't do billboards uh, most of what we get is word of mouth. And most of what people tell me when they come in to see me, I'll typically ask, how did you hear about me? Uh, they say, well, we read your reviews and figured that we would come talk to you. Well, there's no, be- there's no better praise than word of mouth e- either, you know, um, and, and the reviews is a technology way to get word of mouth out there. That's just, you know, somebody spreading the good news for you. Um, what about you guys? Well, you know, we, we I, you know Sam, the billboards. Yeah, sure. You've seen them everywhere. You know that big smiling face of my father. Uh, don't dally, call tally. See it everywhere. And yeah, hear you, it. Can I, can I chime in here? Having Please. gone to high school with him, you might need a different face for the organization. <laughs> <laughs> he still got his time in the limelight. We're going to give it to him until you know. Until it's just your face exactly. and Jack's face. Hey, I am on I, one on uh, over on Dean Street. So oh, yeah. smaller, yeah. but you know, we're getting a little a little FaceTime there. But yeah, uh, there's Brad Pitt, Clooney. Tally. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Aside from billboards, uh, social media, newspaper ads, no one of those is. Um, I do find it interesting that it's like your age is like pushing for the social media wall. Brad and like our dad's age. (laughs) Well, I get most of mine from the newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, the most important one is is referral or your mouth when you provide value to someone. Um, they're willing to share that with other people and say, hey, you know, I had this great experience. You should give it a shot. So, Well, and plus for both of you, um, the just the, the length of time that you've been in business doing quality work. So it just kind of seeps into the community's, community's consciousness anyway. 
uh, from a business perspective. Same with your nonprofit. Y- you have to market differently. Sure. Just so, so how do you kind of get the word out about what you guys do other than doing a podcast like this? <laughs> well, well, you know, we've been around so long. Yeah, um, exactly. I think that word of mouth is really our, our best currency um, because we've been around so long. But here lately, you know, social media is, is the big thing that we're using now. Um, when I first came on board, that was not my expertise at all. And so the first couple of years I was trying to do it and realized I couldn't do it effectively. So we brought on a, a local firm, you public relations that helps us with our marketing and communications now. So, well, and generationally, because you said you've been around 40 years, almost 40. Yeah. So, so th- you know, that's generationally now yes. it's second and third generations Most of, definitely. Of, uh, yeah. of, um, of, of people going through school. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's just kind of go around one more time and get any final thoughts, uh, about your businesses, any, anything you like, Gregory, uh, let me ask you this one before we do final thoughts. Sure. What, what do you need from our community? Do you need volunteers? Do you need money? What do you need? Most definitely. We need all of it. We need investment and, and not just by donations. Of course, we'll take that too, but we need investment. We need people to care about students locally and to want to help. So first thing, be a mentor or a volunteer. Um, we train, we, we, uh, we do the uh, scheduling, and we help place mentors and volunteers in the schools. So if you want to be a mentor or volunteer, please call us, and we can help you do that. Um, also, um, again, donations, you know, we're 501c3, and so we'll definitely, you know, take that as well. But just people who care about youth and want to make the community better. And Roman Floyd County, he's been great to us over these past almost 40 years. And so we just appreciate all that assistance. Oh, okay. A mentor or volunteer. So is this, is this a one-on-one relationship with a kid that, that is kind of monitoring their progress or helping them with homework or, you know, it's, what is it? Right. Um, two different categories. The mentor is a one-on-one relationship. Okay. okay? So you're matched up with the, a mentee. You're the mentor. Um, the volunteer is a little different. That's someone who wants to just kind of be a general helper in a school. So you might want to be uh, a person that goes in and reads to the kids, or maybe you want to help out at field day, you know, that's coming up here. And probably oh, I remember field yeah, days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you fun. know, uh, schools always having like uh, field trips. So you can be a chaperone on a field trip, you know, those kinds of things. Um, but the mentor, uh, and since we have a lot of guys in the room, we need more male mentors in our schools because we have a lot of students who don't have that male influence in their life. And so we need more, me- more male, male mentors in our school. So the mentor is more of the one-on-one. Yes. And, yes. And Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, I kind of got off track there, but I did remember. So well, I have a question. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. yeah. You told me I can start cutting you off. So <laughs> chime in. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome to the Carly show. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> it was bound to happen. <laughs> uh, through the years that you've been here, do mm-hmm. you see an increase in graduation um, completions and continuing their education, or is, does it bounce up and down, um, or how do you a, track it's a, that? It's a pretty steady increase. Oh, well, it's a that's pretty good. Steady increase. Yeah. So that's very encouraging, most definitely. Yeah. And so, and of course, that's not due to all of us, all of our work. But no, but. It's definitely you being in that community trying to help where you can. Yeah, yeah. And so the way we look at it, we look at, you know, every child who graduates high school, that's better for the community because they're more likely to maybe go to college or just get a good job and then, you know, uh, contribute to the local economic base and what have you. You know, they're more they're less likely to go to jail or do other self-destructive behavior. So it's really um, a benefit to the community for children to graduate high school. So, and I, and I don't know if we really kind of look at it that way all the time, but that's how we look well, at yeah, it. Yeah, statistically, it, it just increases the be, like to be, quality of life. Good, good, good citizenship. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Um, so that's what we're, we're trying to do. 
Do okay. you partner with other programs? Yes, yes. We partner with other nonprofits, you know, other um, companies and organizations, definitely, because we're all trying to do a lot of the same work. And so sometimes you do find that duplication of services. And so when somebody else is doing something that we're kind of doing, you know, we might just back off a little bit and just kind of help them if they're doing it better or have been doing it longer. For an example, um, a golf tournament is going on Friday um, with the uh, Ron Floyd Commission on Children and Youth. And they do a lot of the things that is we that, do. Is um, that next Friday? Um, tomorrow. Oh, okay. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow's Friday, right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so that's their major fundraiser. And so we are a, a sponsor uh, for them in that. And so, yeah, it's just a community collaborative thing um, we're involved with. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, you, are you a Rome native? I am not. Um, I heard you mention, we didn't talk about this before you, we started talking. I'm from South Carolina wow. as well. So what city? Columbia. Me too. Me too. Wow. Where'd you go to high school? Well, I, I wasn't raised there, okay? Um, my dad was an Army guy, Fort Jackson. Yep. So that's where I was born. That's the hottest place in the universe. Well, yeah. <laughs> and so, but then uh, we moved to South Georgia when I was very, very young. So I'm a South Georgia boy, to answer the question. Yeah. Um, probably you guys have never heard of Baxley, Georgia, which is yeah. Appling County. Mm-hmm. Heard of that? Uh, sure, I've heard of it. Never been there, but heard of it. Well, see, a lot of people up here hadn't heard of Baxley or Appalachian County, so um, that's where I was uh, raised. Yeah. Um, How'd you end up in Rome? uh, Got a job uh, at at a nonprofit here, uh, Blue Ridge Area Health Education Center. So the uh, center director then was opening up the AHEC here, and um, she recruited me to come up here to work at the AHEC in 1997. Yep, and then it becomes home. That's right. Yeah, I've been here ever since. Been uh, loving it. Well, that, that, that is actually interesting. It's another little cross-section of polling that we sometimes do. Who's yeah. from here? Who grew up here? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and who is transplanted? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, like, you guys have been transplanted. Uh, okay, let's go around and do some final thoughts just to make sure you've said everything you need to get get said to our listeners and just also contact information, your website, your social media, even if you've mentioned it previously, just so people can have a chance to, to listen. And Brad, we'll start with you. How can people, how can people reach out and do some business with you? Well, they can uh, certainly look us up on Google. That's uh, the easiest, uh, quickest way. Uh, they can also go straight to our website, gmvlawfirm.com. And we do have a Facebook page uh, for Gammon McFall and Bellarill. Okay. Uh, Sam at Tally Insurance. How can people follow you guys, connect, and things like that, do business with you? There's a few ways you can reach out to us. You, by going to our website, www.tallyinsurance.net, uh, you can give us a call, 706-291-4207. Or like I said, you know, the information in the world of technology that we're in, send us a text. I know a lot of people don't want to talk over the phone, and they want to do it by text. Text that same number, 706-291-4207. And I do want to take a quick second. Um, you know, we talked a lot about Tally, but I want to mention one of our stars in the office, Addie Lay. And being that we're predominantly personal lines insurance agency, you may be dealing with Addie more than you may be dealing with me. And she is an amazing person. She's the hardest worker. Um, she's caring, diligent, um, and she's going to look out for your best needs. So I just wanted to give a second to, to give her a plug because um, she's amazing. But we're also, you know, reach out to us and 
on our social medias. That's Facebook. You can find us Italian Insurance Services, um, and same with Instagram. Is so, there a TikTok of Jim dancing? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really said to the public like, yeah, we're still doing. We've got to talk to some lawyers before. To see <laughs> well, I've seen Jim dance. You don't want to see a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Who does the TikToking? You or your dad? Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, Gregory, um, your contact information, website, social, etc. Sure, sure. Yeah, seven zero six eight zero two five seven four zero is the phone number. Our website is www.cisrome-floyd.org, and we do have the Facebook and the Instagram as well. So you can just search CIS Rome of Floyd County, and um, you can find us that way. Also. Okay, thank you. And Carly, final thoughts from the chamber? I uh, just want to thank all you guys for coming and being on the podcast. We always, the chamber always appreciates what y'all's businesses do and what the nonprofits do for our communities. Um, we're very excited that you guys wanted to participate in this. Um, anyone that is listening can contact me to be part of the chamber, to be part of this community in kind of a different way. Um, and my email is kparkerromega.com. And you can always go to our website at romega.com as well to kind of see upcoming events, what's going on in the community. Community, yes. um, fundraisers with a lot of nonprofits, um, other businesses like business after hours, business before hours, supporting other businesses as well. Yeah, and thank you all for being members of the chamber. Before yeah. we sign off, we, we have to get a War Eagle from Carly. Oh, yes. I got someone on my team. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, um, thank you, everyone. War Eagle. <laughs> well, let's just go around the room. Go dogs. Go tigers. Go dogs. Go but dogs. what tigers, though? Like, what tigers? There's only one tiger, Carly. <laughs> okay. Be clear on that. <laughs> wow. Hey, a big shout out to the chamber just for everything y'all do. I mean, you're, you're a resource for everybody and, and, you know. You've helped a lot of great small businesses grow and expand, and especially ours. So we can't thank you enough for for that and having us here today. Making me right. blush, Sam. Oh, thank you so now. much. <laughs> Y'all should put that on your your billboard. Uh, well, thank everybody so much for being here. This has been great. You've been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much for listening.